1: Hello and welcome to Why Do You Think You've Got No Friends. My name is Emily Lang. I'm an actress, writer, singer, codependent, returnee from rock bottom and a gratefully recovering addict. And this is the podcast where we aim to rid the shame. The highs and lows and deadly blows that ultimately led us to the lessons that we never knew we needed to learn but are so grateful that we did. So, school. <laughs> Remember it? I do. Well... <laughs> Now, some of us thrive in that environment, but some of us, many who, like me, were are undiagnosed neurodivergent, still carry some deeply rooted trauma. If we are different in a place that desperately wants us to fit in, it can be a minefield. My guest Yasmin Benoit and I are discussing all this and more today. Okay, so it is May 2012, May 2012 was a good time because I've spoken about this on the podcast before, but there was a time in 2012, lest we forget, that that was when the Mayan calendar was supposed to run out. Do you remember? They did a movie? Yeah, it was called 2012. Yes, I do remember that. (laughs) And I was convinced, (laughs) convinced that we were all going to die. Oh in my gosh, like
2: that! You just awoken memories. I remember thinking like, "So, so are so we nice. gonna get to finish school? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> or are we gonna all die before?" It was it was the twenty first December, twenty twelve, when it was all supposed to happen. And that day, I was at home in the Cotswolds just before Christmas, and I, I was it was like the most hyper vigilant. I'm already a hyper vigilant person, but I was like, literally <laughs> on any loud noise, I was like, "Well, there it comes, here it comes." So May twenty twelve is preceding that, so we might all still die at this point, but. We were in, are we in Reading at the moment? It yes. just happened. So, we are in a school in Reading. It is May 2012. And in this moment, why do you think you've got no friends?
2: I, so this was like the end of school assembly. Lovely. Like, we've done the exams and stuff. We are all getting ready to go our own separate ways. And so, they kind of set up this little party for us. They put little cloths over the tables. They gave us little umbrellas and little plastic glasses nice. and they made us watch a really cringy slideshow of our time at school from like year
1: seven oh my, Was onwards. it set to like Landscape <laughs> or something? I can't remember what
2: actually I think that wasn't even a song I think that's what made it more awkward. Oh god that's worse. It's just sitting there watching your pictures go around, and around from when you were like 12 and then they did this activity where they Pretty much got every every single person and said like most likely to
1: oh sure or oh, what the superlatives that they do in the states like most yeah. most popular which is cruel most likely to succeed yeah that. but it was
2: all sort of predictions so sure. it was like most likely to get a PhD most likely to I don't know become a makeup artist oh cute all things right. like that so you'd think it would be a positive um experience yeah but. <laughs>
1: And it got to me. Oh, no.
2: And they said, Yasmin, most likely to still be living at home when you're 30. <gasps> and everyone laughed and the teachers laughed. And I was like. <laughs>
1: and, and, and I laughed. Yeah. We all laughed. We all <laughs>
2: Fuck. I was like, that's funny. Yeah, so funny. Fuck. And in that moment, I was like, God, I hate this place. Like, screw all you guys. Whoa. And I am going to make sure that I do something so impressive that you're all going to be fans of me, of me in like 10 years time. <laughs> yeah that was when I decided that and
1: bloody cut too like that's that's horrendous yeah because
2: I feel like they weren't predicting like a housing crisis like that wasn't what they were trying to say they weren't weren't thinking about
1: cost living were they but that's I mean it speaks so much to sort of like that time because I left school around that time as well and it was It's like, I just feel like that wouldn't happen now. Or maybe it does. But like, there was sort of this thing. And also the teachers like being a part of it. Yeah. Going, why are you allowing this to happen? This is really damaging and horrible. The teachers were always,
2: as I remember one of my nicknames at school that was given, one of the teachers would always give kids nicknames. And I'd forgotten what my nickname was until I ran into the teacher as an adult. And I was like, hey. And he was like, oh my God, spasmin. And I was like, Oh my God, that was the nickname. Oh my God. Oh my God. You could not say that now. Could you imagine? Oh my God. And I was like, damn, I do remember that that was my nickname. The, what, did, the, what did he teach? History. Of course he did. And then he went on to be a hypnotherapist for children. That's dangerous. <laughs> Fuck to help hell. children with mental health issues.
1: Fucking hell. And the first thing he said... When he <laughs> yeah, I was
2: like, I had blocked that out of my mind. I knew I had a nickname, but I couldn't remember what it was. And I was like... And that that's why, like, within the context of the whole still likely to live at home when you're 30. That's why I was like, that's an insult. Like, I know what you guys are going for. Whoa.
1: <laughs>
2: teachers were harsh back then. They
1: were harsh. Oh, my God. Teachers... Some of the stuff that happened to us at school was absolutely nuts. But you as well, you went to an all-girls school, didn't you?
2: Yes, but a comprehensive all-girls school, probably the only state all-girls school. Right. How did and,
1: and how did you find being in an environment of all-girls like that?
2: It was weird because I chose to go to an all-girls school. I was quite specific about it because okay. I'd kind of realized that I was asexual... Or like suspected that I was in primary school. And I had this Mm. theory that if there were no boys, Mm. then girls wouldn't think about sex or relationships. And so no one would notice. (laughs) I completely backfired. I was like, yeah, there's no boys are the problem. That's the catalyst. If there's no boys, no one's ever going to notice because everyone's just going to be friends and no one will care. And then I realized that most of the girls felt very deprived of boys and thus oh, were yeah. thirstier than they probably would have been oh, otherwise.
1: Oh my god. Yeah. that's the story that I always like to tell. So I went to um an all-girls boarding school. Um, I was like, I said it this last week as well. Cat Sims said it was like the fucking hunger games. Genuinely it was. It was like living in the hunger games. And um we won. We had a list on the wall in our last year called the Cherry List. And once you lost your virginity, you crossed your name off
2: but in a boarding school where where, where are you fighting the boys
1: exactly i don't <laughs> i don't know <laughs> I don't Is that like know. an all boys school down the street well, or there something was like there, there was like there was another school like not far away and also we were like on school holidays and stuff there'd be people like around but we were uh <laughs> ob- like obsessed with boys and the oh. idea of it and like who they were these like mythical beings and i remember once in my um in my last year of school we were all sat in like the common room area watching like skins
2: i i <laughs> never big. i missed the skins like hype oh completely i remember but i never actually watched it we were allowed
1: to stay up late on like a thursday night or something to be able to watch it It was it was, it was a good time um I, mean, we, it probably wasn't, I think it was probably like something worse it was probably something like eurovision song contest because we used to sit there and be like fuck you estonia how do you like me now and that was always fun but there were we were sat in this common room and it was nighttime and um there was a, a local school quite near us and over the hedge, I was like surrounding this, surrounding where we were. These boys, we saw these boys like hop over from the local school. And I'm not kidding. We lost our shit, <laughs> lost our shit. Instead of being like appropriate and normal and being like, hey, they're house mother, there are some intruders. We opened the doors and ran at them. Like slow motion ran directly at them. They, like, obviously were like, this is what we respected. So they ran, <laughs> got back over the edge. And <laughs> we were like, no, come back. But well, were they just doing it just to tease you all? I think so. <laughs> and then they thought we were going to be, like, scared or whatever. And we were like,
2: scared? <laughs> no. no. They should be scared. you we were, like, like, leaving the windows open. Pounce.
1: Get in here. Come on. Yeah, no. Long-winded way of saying that. Going to an all-girls school. <laughs> I remember, like, do you remember <laughs>
2: N-dubs? Yes. Uh, they visited our school once and caused absolute <laughs> anarchy. I don't know. They were doing like a school tour or something. And they came in and people would jump in on their car and they would let them leave. They were getting swarmed. And I was standing back like I'm secondhand embarrassment for this.
1: That's for this moment." Like so Daffy's funny. about to get
2: squashed by your yeah, yeah, yeah. year eights.
1: Because, <laughs> like- because there's a bunch of adolescent... Fucking maniacs, going literally just taking their opportunity. Yeah. Because when else is this going to happen? And there's no control. There's There's not I was like, why did
2: your manager think this was a good (laughs) idea to bring you to an
1: all-girls school?
2: Literally, guys, come on. (laughs) This is not safe for you. This is not safe for you. (laughs) They
1: almost didn't make it back out. What point of fucking lunacy did this happen? But they never did it again.
2: No, in an alternate universe, Talisa would have never got to judge the X Factor because she wouldn't have made it out of my school. (laughs) <laughs> so yeah the old girls school was, was a school. thirsty place and it also,
1: is it is a thirsty thirsty place this
2: was like you know 2009 to 2012, it was like peak Twilight, peak Jonas Brothers, peak all of that. All the things that people now find cringy about it, I found cringy about it then, and now I'm like, finally, people are seeing what I was talking. Yeah, yeah, about. you were
1: just literally just way ahead of your time, being like, guys, come on. I was like, I'm trying to get into it, and I can't. I, I, I want to so bad, but I, I like can't vampire can't. stuff, than Just not this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that is so funny. I remember once there was like when the years above us had. Um, socials, which is when like boys' schools would come and you'd have like a little party in the oh. in the school gym. Pretty cool. Um, so we'd be like age twelve, with our little faces <laughs> pressed up against the window, with this bus of like boys appearing. <laughs> and I remember once we were like, we just we need to get their attention. We need to get their attention. We just don't know how to do. it. what do we do? And someone had a bag of grapes. <laughs> oh my god! And we were like, if we throw these grapes at the men. <laughs> they'll love us no surely love us surely just pelt them with yeah yeah, yeah. that's the way to get a man yeah so that that was it's basically end of girls schools (laughs) um there's a thing i do really really want to talk to you about is uh asexuality and the and the discovery of that and exactly what that is um so for anyone listening who isn't aware what is what is asexuality
2: well, being asexual just means experiencing little to no sexual attraction towards anyone regardless of their gender. So mm-hmm. my sexuality just isn't directed towards anybody. Mm-hmm. And I just kind of noticed that when everyone else realized that they're not asexual, which is yeah, early puberty, Yeah, I think was when kids stopped wanting to play together and started fancying each other and wanting to go out with each other, Yeah, yeah, whatever that means when you're like 11. Yeah. And then it just became more and more obvious that I just was not on that wavelength personally Mm. and i only kind of felt inclined to work out because other people kept asking me questions because it was such a thirsty environment yeah and my plan completely backfired in thinking that no one was ever going to notice yeah and instead people were like why don't you have a favorite Jonas brother
1: why don't you sorry is it kevin or is it joe or is it nick it's well, got to be one of the. Why aren't
2: you team Edward or team Jacob? Like, yeah. why do you like? Why, who's your favorite One Direction? Like, I had yeah. no, no preference in that, and yeah. it was really obvious, and so people
1: would be like, "Okay, let's work out what's wrong with Yasmin." It wow. has to be something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and how did you how did you feel kind of being under that scrutiny at that age? Like, was it was that did, did it make it difficult for you? Was like schooling difficult, or was it?
2: Yeah, it wasn't, but mainly because it kind of it intersected with different things. Like, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that kind of inquisitiveness was what the teachers picked up on mm-hmm. um, and then did not intervene in. Because the idea was kind of like, okay, well, at this age, you kind of base your maturity as a person based on, you know, have you had a crush yet? Have yeah. you had a kiss yet? Have you, have you had sex yet? Yeah. And so me being not interested in any of that, they were like, oh, so you're stunted, probably. You're Something's probably just wrong slow. Like yeah. you're probably intellectually not on par with everyone else. So everyone would talk to me like I was like a baby mm, continuously. Mm, and mm. the teachers were also like, oh, Yasmin. So she's just not smart. We can tell because we can pick up on it from the other students, which is why the yes. spasm and nickname came yeah, to be and things like that
1: i think it's it's just so great when teachers are like letting themselves be informed by 12 year olds that's, yes. that's good well done because that's what happened at my school as well really yeah but i mean i don't know I'm, I'm not at school now i don't know what it's like um i don't have any friends who are who are at school um, I mean,
2: (laughs) I don't have any thirteen-year-old friends. I don't have any thirteen-year-old friends.
1: My little brother has just left school, but he was at an all boys uh, an all boys school. But I just I don't know how the reaction if the reaction today would be any different to it, or if um it would still be treated as such, or if it would be more instantly recognisable as as something. Um, But like to be treated like there's something wrong with you because you don't because you didn't watch Camp Rock and then just like have a massive orgasm all over the place because Joe Jonas was so fit.
2: <laughs> no, I was watching Camp Rock thinking, this dancing is off. <laughs> like, is anyone else seeing these routines? And now I'm like, okay, now everyone's finally seeing the routine. <laughs> it's so funny. I love it. I have so many memes that come up on my thing being like, of that specific oh, movie. And of that I'm movie. Like, I feel so like, it's like so like redeeming film. like, finally, like I wasn't yeah, crazy yeah. people
1: are seeing this. When we were like, we genuinely all thought that this dance slashed. <laughs>
2: The keyboard scene. When she goes, and then knocks it. <laughs> and were like, that's the best thing I've ever heard. And I'm like, am I crazy? Fuck me, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> this makes me like, we genuinely all believed that this was like the peak. <laughs> so it makes me feel a lot better as an adult. Though I'm like, okay, finally, like all these media yeah, moments yeah, yeah, yeah. that added to this idea that I was a complete anomaly. Yeah. Now kind of make more sense. I don't know whether it would be different. Because even then, like, it wasn't like it wasn't a liberal Time like it was like peak Tumblr, mm-hmm. and in know, in my particular old girl school, it was pretty bi curious. Like the absence of boys, right. people just resorted to each other a lot. Well,
1: this is a question that I get asked a lot of the time as someone who went to an all girls boarding school, and like, especially n- not by a lot of men, but by some men, go like, "Oh yeah, were well, you guys just like going down on each other all the time?" And I was like, "Well, if they were, I never saw it."
2: <laughs> I but never it might be different it. in a boarding school though, yeah. because you're kind of. Stuck with each other. It's definitely shame where you eat Whereas exactly. mm. Or it was, it was kind of more, you know, kiss a girl, put it on Facebook. Like, it's okay. cool. Um, so, like, our school reunions are at Pride. So. Oh, I'm obsessed. <laughs> like, so, yeah, statistically that kind of worked out. So it wasn't like, you know, people didn't believe in asexuality or whatever.
1: Yeah.
2: They just didn't believe in it for me mm. in particular. Mm. Mainly because I was black. I Like, I'm pretty sure that's what the reason was. Yeah. Um... So, yeah, it was kind of like I – it's weird because when you're at that age, you you go from having like this kind of childhood obliviousness where mm-hmm. you know, you're just interested in your interests and that's it. And then you kind of get this like existential self-awareness where you start to look to other people to understand yourself more. And yeah. then when the initial reactions you get from people are, oh, so you're just stupid and yeah. you're not smart and you're – slow and you're weird and then I was kind of like oh god okay let me do some like self-evaluation to try and work out what is wrong with me because people would instinctively like people would casually be like oh did you get molested as a kid like real casual and I'm like
1: "Uh, no because that must be the answer did I no well everyone
2: keeps asking me like I did why does everyone think that yeah like oh so you must be like mentally ill or something or are you a psychopath and I'm like Am I? I don't think so, but people keep saying it. So yeah. I did kind of really confuse things for a bit. I had to kind of do a lot more, like, self-evaluation yeah. in weird ways than I think you probably usually would have to do when yeah. you're, like, 14.
1: Well, I imagine, like, that getting that kind of thing put on you about, like, going everybody else is like this, you are like this, so therefore something completely monstrous must have happened to you uh-huh. in your past. And then for you to have to carry that and be like, "Have I just blocked this out? Is this why I'm like this?" That must have been horrendous growing up, thinking like or having this put on you, with it, like something that you don't you you didn't choose. Do you know what I mean? Yeah,
2: I think the only kind of silver lining with it was that it it made me well for a while. It gave me an absolute complex where I was like, "Yeah, I had to do everything perfectly because I was really paranoid." about the whole, oh, well, you're just not on everybody else's level. Mm-hmm. You're, as they pretty much said in front of the whole year group, you're not going to amount to anything. Yeah. It's pretty much what they were saying. So I was kind of like, every essay I wrote, every mm-hmm. sentence I said, I was always like, I've got to do this amazingly so I don't give anybody room to think that I'm, like, yeah. not good enough at something.
1: Yeah, the, the hypervigilance kind like, of, like, evaluating everything that comes out of your mouth the whole mm-hmm. time to make sure that it's, like, up to par. Mm-hmm. That kind of that like energy, the amount of energy that takes is it's a lot. Ew. It's really draining. It
2: was because yeah. even like because before you know in school I would like if there was something I didn't even if it was something random like a personal detail about someone else in the friendship group mm. if I didn't know that detail I would be like oh there's Yasmin again before yeah yeah she yeah. doesn't know and I'm like why would I know this you yeah. don't talk like that yeah yeah yeah, um, yeah so it was like everything kind of reinforced the idea that I just like was not up to standard and mm. so it made me absolutely determined to be amazing at everything which is probably not the worst trauma response to have because it made sure that I got really good grades and I was like constantly trying to do something important all the time no
1: that I mean that is a kind of brilliant way to swing it um I was sort of told that I was a piece of shit from word go and I was like well that must be the case and just like didn't do anything for a long time because I just like so fully believed that if, if people have been saying this, and it must be true. And I think the response you had of going, well, screw you, I'm going to make sure that this doesn't happen is just kind of, is really inspiring and brilliant. Um, what, what happened after, did you go to uni after that? Oh. Yeah,
2: well, I mean, because at that point, I haven't chosen a college yet. Mm. And I I've kind of gotten into one, but a lot of people I knew were going to go there and I didn't want to repeat secondary school again, sure. so... I actually applied to a private school and got a scholarship. So that was my yes. first degree to everybody. But yeah! Um, then I did uni after that. Was obsessed with getting a first and then got one. Nice. Then to prove more of a point because people were like, oh, but no one's heard of your uni. So it's probably easy for you to get a first. So I went to UCL. Mm-hmm. So then no one could say that it was an easy university. Yeah. And then I got a master's in crime science and I got a merit. And oh, all of that shit. just to prove a point. Holy when I said I was obsessive about, like, making sure people knew I was smart, that's what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> I was taking it really far.
1: Yeah. A whole master is just to prove a point. This is this is a strange question, Um, but, like, you know, when, when you dive into something so hard in order to prove something, it almost becomes, like, a form of self-harm, yeah. weirdly. This, like, <laughs> uh this, this self-flagellation of going, well, I'm going to prove you so wrong mm-hmm. that I'm going to... I'm going to deplete all of my sources to prove you fucking wrong. Yeah. And it does take a real, like a real toll on, um, on your energy and just like overall mental health, I imagine of just being so, so driven.
2: Yeah. Mm. It it was definitely veering into like, cause I remember in college, like I wouldn't even be able to get. Like, if I was writing an essay and the first sentence didn't sound quite right, I'd be fixated on it. And in the end, the teacher's like, well, you had all these great points to make. And I'm like, yeah, but I know that this part didn't sound right. And if that doesn't sound right, Mm. nothing's going to sound right. So Mm. I did get pretty obsessed with that. But I feel like also, I was so kind of obsessed with that that I didn't really care about my sexual orientation that much. I kind of went back into the closet and did not focus on it at all. So I kind of went through a lot of... From like 15 when I tried to come out and it didn't work and no one believed me Mm. until I graduated where I was pretty much able to not make that Mm. everything about me, which I think... Was probably quite helpful because of how my life has turned out now, where it has become more of a big deal. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> we're just like trying not to make it the entirety of our identity, like it wasn't sure <laughs> and then veering so hard away from it, being like, "Can we just? It's like, can we just have like a soft launch here?" <laughs> like, yeah, and, like th- this doesn't need to be everything. But now, um, I, don't know, I mean, like <laughs> the fact that you were voted most likely to what would still be living at home, like yeah <laughs> look who got it wrong guys mr history teacher with the <laughs> hypnotherapy that's it i
2: was like yeah and it's like because now you know a lot of the people that did pick on me at school they're all fans they all follow. in fact they'll probably watch this so hey guys
1: hey guys hi
2: <laughs> i don't hold grudges i'm like whatever about yeah, it like, yeah, yeah. like you know we were 14 15, oh no we're all
1: trying like, to survive it's all right like, yeah
2: they didn't mean to traumatize me but it happened and mm. i managed to kind of make it work in my favor as much as you can with yeah
1: So when you finished uni, you know, um, had all of these accolades and degrees and this and like achieved so much. How did you feel when you'd finished that? And then there was this I'm I'm not saying there was a void, but when you suddenly when you don't have like a constant of working towards something, then you're a bit like, I don't know what's coming next. It um how to find that.
2: Yeah, that was that was kinda like, yeah, a very weird place. That was like twenty nineteen when I finished the masters, because I did it in a year, so I was twenty-two when oh, I shit. I know I should have done it in three years. I realized that after, but I was like, Damn. I wanted to just get it done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so at that point, I was overqualified for everything, mm-hmm. underexperienced for everything, Mm-mm. and I also kind of knew that I didn't want to use it. Like everyone in my degree went to work in like counterterrorism or the MI5 or Metropolitan Police mm-hmm. or do PhDs, and I was like, I'm not gonna, mm-hmm. I'm not gonna be doing any of that. So, yeah, I was kind of in a weird limbo. And then as it was 2019, by the time I kind of got a groove on with anything, it then the pandemic happened. So, yeah.
0: <clears throat> yeah. so
2: it wasn't the best uh, time period to be trying to get into the world of work. But then it was kind of at that same time that the activism kind of started yeah. going. I mean, I think I mentioned my asexuality in like 20, like late 2017. Mm-hmm. And then kind of started talking about it more in like 2018 hmm. so then by 2019 people were like oh will you come do this will you come do some stuff at London Pride at Budweiser and will you speak here and will you do and then I was and then that kind of became more of a thing and then I was like you know what? why don't I just go with this instead of trying to do something with yeah
1: my degree? Yeah, yeah for sure I think like often just um <laughs> Often as much as we're sort of trying to veer away from something, the universe just keeps on, like, just nudging us back. Just like, no, no, get back on that path. And, like, and then it comes to the place. And uh, the word surrender is something that I've been talking about a lot recently and also have struggled with a lot because um, the word surrender to so many people reads as just, like, giving up. Uh-huh. But actually it's just about going, okay, okay. This is the path. Let's, yeah, yeah. let's just ride the wave. Okay. Like, let's see where it goes. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Rather than like just lying down and taking the blows, you're going okay. Oh. Okay, I'm just gonna I'm gonna give up the the fight that is not actually intended for me right now. Mm-hmm. And then suddenly things unfold in this kind of really amazing way. Um, do you like have you created this this community of people surrounding asexuality and just because I think like. It's not something that I know a lot about and um, would like to definitely like to learn more and know more about it. Um, And I think it's something that's quite undiscussed. Mm -hmm. And and it's a really impressive thing to be so open about and so wonderful, like, and just kind of... And because there is so much pressure on us to, to go down the route which has been written in the earth since many, many hundreds of thousands of years ago and kind of veering away from that is really frightening and really, really brave. Um, and I imagine there are many people like you who have similar feelings and have felt quite afraid of, you know, following, surrendering to it, essentially. Um, so do you, have you created just, like, a great group of people, <laughs> essentially, is my question.
2: I think, well... For one thing, I think that I was kind of, I don't know, maybe like lucky in a weird way. Because I was so like unpopular in school, Mm. it kind of like, I surrendered to the asexuality quite quickly. Like even though I had questions about whether it was a real thing or whether there was something wrong with me. Like I wasn't inherently worried about it. It was other people that kind of made me Mm. worried about it. Like I wouldn't have minded being asexual it wasn't because for me, I was like, I'm already kind of weird. Like, what's the concern now? Oh, people aren't gonna like me because they're saying so, they don't like me anyway. <laughs> 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 I was like, oh, they're gonna think I'm weird. They already think I'm weird. They're like, I have nothing, nothing to lose with yeah. this. That shouldn't be a problem. Um, so that kind of, in a in a weird way, sped up the um, self acceptance with that.
1: It's so great. Being like, oh god, people aren't gonna like me. They already do like, like me. It's fine. You know what? It's fine. Like, oh fuck, what's it gonna do? What's it gonna do? This is like, like oh. I have nothing to like. This isn't my biggest fish to fry. <laughs> like, are there are there any like questions? And I know, um, you know, when 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 people come out to their friends, like, the last thing they Want to hear? Especially so if someone comes out as gay, the last thing they want to hear is their friend being like, "Oh my god, do you fancy me?" <laughs> like, you know, all of those like fucking stupid, the stupid shit that people say when someone comes out. Are there any questions surrounding gay sexuality that you get asked that are just irritating or offensive or just like generally stupid? I mean, people just tend to go
2: for the because the instinct is that. Well, one is that the instinct is that you're putting yourself down like you've insulted yourself. like right. when people are trying to be they're trying to be nice about it, but, They'll be like, oh no, sweetie, you don't have to be asexual, you're pretty.
1: Oh. Like, <laughs> like oh, don't so say that. So cool. oh, did, did you talk about my friend like that? Yeah. <laughs> like, don't put yourself down.
2: So you could get. So I was like, I didn't say I couldn't. Yeah, 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 <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that wasn't what I Even was. a it,
1: fucking try, right?
2: <laughs> it's, like, it's like, I didn't say I wasn't pretty, but it's interesting that that's yeah. where you we went with that. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, that's kind of one thing people will do, and they're trying to be nice, and they're yeah. trying to be like, oh no, but I you sure? Like, you know, you might, that might change. You'll find someone. I was like, I didn't say that's not what I said. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or they kind of go to the like assuming it's something like physically or mentally wrong of you like, oh, but have you had blood tests done? Right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you sure? Maybe you're just not like depressed. You might just have like a low libido issue or something. And it's like, it's not, it's not those. It's like, I have already done enough working out from the ages of like 11 onwards. Like, Like there's nothing you can tell me that I haven't already worked out yeah there's literally nothing
1: you can say that I haven't already considered yeah it's not like I came up with
2: this two minutes ago and thought let me just tell you this so you can explain it back to me (laughs) hey
1: hang on a minute I think I might be no man, like it's, it's. I'm sort of wary of asking the question, but do you get asked a lot, like if you've ever had sex with anybody, or like if you've ever had a relationship or anything, or if you've like tried it? Yes. Yeah, because
2: I think people think that you know you don't know if you have. Like, I get guys will say that yeah. a lot, like you straight. Don't that straight you know guys that. will be like, well, if you haven't had have sex, how would you know? And I was like, well, if you have sex with a man, to know you're not gay. Oh, that's good. And then they're like, oh, well, that's not how. It's like, well, that's exactly no, like logic. No, that's like not the same thing. <laughs> it's, like, it's, like, it's like it's literally exactly the same thing as what you do. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like unless you've had sex with so ever many people, then you can't tell. However, it's like, yeah. I feel like you can also just know what you're not interested in doing. So, yeah, same logic. Yeah. But, yeah, so I do have people, you know, be like, also because people kind of assume that it's like a trauma thing. Like, oh, you've had a bad experience and now you're just like, you've just never had good sex or you just had a bad relationship. And now you're like, never doing that again. And it's like, no, that's also not what I've never had any inclination to do either.
1: (laughs) I'm sorry to a lot of men out there, but the amount of times that this has happened to me, like... 'Cause there was a period of time sorry mum, but there was like there was a period of time when I was on antidepressants that like I found it really difficult to like actually orgasm and the amount of men <laughs> who went like, baby, just no one's been doing it right. And I was like <laughs> no <laughs> no it's not that it's literally that my then senses are they numb. are like the magic key that's <laughs> gonna unlock yeah. Yeah, the... yeah 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 so i know that's not all my that is well, but i just i had that a lot of like baby people just haven't been treating you right and i was like <laughs> i'll be the one i'll be so. the i'll be the one who, i'll be the one to get you there and i was like yeah okay all right he
2: like okay. you're overestimating yourself yeah a little bit.
1: pretty sure it's just because like i'm on this certain um, pill that doesn't my senses but all right you can you, you can go there and that leads ladies and gentlemen to faking a lot of orgasms, which I'm very good at. Sorry. <laughs> yeah,
2: like, I have heard, like, you name it, like, I have heard yeah, 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 yeah. everything. Yeah, I've got, I've had a lot of people, I remember when I did a documentary once, so many of the comments were like, oh, is it because you're vegan? It's a side effect of veganism. And I was like, I'm not vegan. Yeah. So I <laughs> not even... It's like they just assumed, it's like yeah. why ah, yeah. oh, you
1: vegan. just breed
2: vegan. <laughs> yeah,
1: it's like am I giving vegan? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like am I, am I am I giving you vegan? Not vegan. It's
2: like we've concluded you just don't have enough meat. That yeah, has altered your body and now you don't. Yeah, yeah, I don't even understand the logic for that. But a lot of people went straight to veganism yeah. when
1: I. I imagine it's sort of the same thing. Like, um, no oh God. Like I've had so many, especially like boomers <laughs> do it when they go like. Oh God, you should just be a lesbian, shouldn't you? It'd be so much easier. Just go be a lesbian. And I'm like, yeah, I get like like it's a choice. Mm-hmm. And um gotta be so much easier if I was a lesbian or whatever. Uh and Which is also a
2: weird logic. It's like in, in what world has
1: being gay been ever, the easy option ever been easier. <laughs> Unless
2: you're like in like ancient Greece yes. or something. I don't think that's ever been the, the easier choice. What evidence in the world? are
1: you looking at that suggests it would be easier <laughs> if you were gay? Literally. And and I imagine there's like a certain amount of like, oh, God, I, oh, I wish I could be asexual. I'd never get my heart broken. You're just like, oh, fuck off. <laughs> Literally,
2: fuck off. It's like, I mean, in some ways, yes, being asexual and also being the kind of asexual that doesn't date or experience romantic attraction, which is called being aromantic, by the way. Oh,
1: was that aromantic? Yeah. Lovely.
2: So yeah that does save me time admittedly yeah, but it's definitely not like a like a, it doesn't mean that I got pathologized for like most of my life mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so you know it didn't it might have saved me you know not having I don't know some breakup trauma but yeah. it didn't save me from a lot of other
1: stuff no. So. no a lot of other fucking trauma and a lot of other shit being put on you that you never asked for and didn't want yeah um so you talk a lot about the difference between uh intimacy and sex um would you talk a little bit more about that now as in what what that difference is and how they're separate things
2: yeah because I feel like you know people kind of conflate sex as being like the epitome of human connection and Mm. sexual attraction as being like one of the epitomes of human connection and that's Mm. kind of why the one of my other secondary school nicknames I didn't have any good secondary school nicknames but one of the other ones was um hollow and emotionless I know, they're so harsh. The
1: uh, fuck. Oh my God, that's so specific. I know, it's well. very
2: specific. I was like, this doesn't even have a range. It. It's not even a catchy nickname, it's kind of long. Um, but, but that was, even though I was actually pretty social, but it was just like, people thought, oh, well, you know, you don't experience romantic attraction to people sexual attraction to people. So you're probably a bit of a psychopath. You probably just have no empathy for other people, Mm. which is, it sounds like an extreme leap, but I have had that a lot. Mm. Like people Mm. going straight to sociopath, narcissist, like things like that. Yeah. Because they think, okay, so you just have no, no connection to other people. You don't have any intimate relationships. You don't Mm. care about people's feelings. You don't have strong connections. And it's like, there's actually other types. of connections that you can have. And, like, intimacy doesn't just mean having sex with somebody. Yeah, You could have, like, completely non-intimate sex, tactically. Yeah. And non-intimate sexual relationships or even non-intimate romantic relationships. So Fuck me,
1: I've had sex. It's been the least thing, like, the furthest thing from intimate in the world.
2: Exactly. And that's, like, you know, that's not even, like, an uncommon thing. But when it comes to asexuality, all of a sudden people are like, oh, Mm. so that must mean this. And it's also, I also think it's a shame that people do equate sex so much with intimacy because then it's like then people will probably have sex looking for and be like that's not actually necessarily like mutually exclusive like mm, mm. that doesn't necessarily mean you're going to be intimately fulfilled just because you've had sex and yeah that also doesn't mean that the only way you could experience intimacy is by having sex so yeah i feel like for everybody that's kind of kind of productive idea
1: yeah yeah 100 i think it's such a it's it's such an interesting way of looking at it, because I feel like we like we know this, like we we know intellectually we know this stuff, but the minute it gets thrown onto a situation that we are not altogether familiar with, like suddenly all of those things that we've learned just go out the window, and and everything becomes black and white all over again. Mm-hmm. And it's just like it's like that's so weird. <laughs> it's such a weird way of responding to this. Um, so, it, do you think it is possible? Have you uh, done it yourself a um, monogamous partner that is non-sexual or is that something that you avoid
2: no it's not something I avoid as mm-hmm. such it's just like I just kind of have my platonic relationships and sure. that's pretty much satisfying mm-hmm. enough for me may I mean I wouldn't be against it some form maybe if I I don't know wanted to I don't know have a place with somebody mm-hmm. or like we could have a dog together or a mm-hmm. raise some kid from somewhere, I don't know. Um, from somewhere, I haven't really thought that far ahead of it. <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to grow up myself or not. Yeah, 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 yeah. Seems like a lot of effort.
1: Um, <laughs> Takes a lot of time. Based
2: on my observations of pregnancy, I'm like, oh, that's a process. God, that looks like know. a lot. It doesn't look that fun if I'm being honest. So <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, maybe in those circumstances, I might be like, yeah, you know, but where it's, it would be platonic. Sure. But you could just kind of structure it like that. But at the moment, I'm like, I just kind of have friends and I don't need people to be around me all the time Mm, mm. like I don't need to like see people every day or you know talks like like for me my friends I might see you like once a week or a few times a week some friends I might see them every few months and I'm like that's actually enough for
1: Mm, me yeah
2: so I don't really need that kind of consistent like I've never had that like you know some people like they can't be single yeah like I've never had that and I unfortunately um like the people I was like around as a child also weren't like that. Mm. So I never really had that inclination to be like, oh you've got to be with somebody. Yeah. Like a lot.
1: Um I think it's uh it's also interesting to discuss like um when Sarah Keyworth came on, they discussed the um you know the notion of when they were growing up, there was there were no like gay characters. There were no there was no real representation of and we had like, I think it was like sugar Rush. I remember that. Yeah, I was I feel like I
2: was probably too young to watch that yeah. to be fair, but I do remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: And then um, and like apparently there was like one storyline on EastEnders, but like it was really bad. Like it was like what happened to this person was bad. Like, I know was- soaps do have a bad thing of killing yeah. gay people. Yeah, yeah, well. yeah, yeah. Basically going, don't be gay or this thing will happen to you. But there was like zero representation of um like gay culture or anything to be able to relate to and I think with something like being asexual there's very growing up I'm sure there was very little like to refer to there was no real roadmap and so discovering that on your own is kind of incredible like I mean I guess some of the credit just have to go to the secondary
2: school kids that quizzed me so much
1: yeah yeah yeah, yeah.
2: and kind of made me have to do it um under because, such scrutiny you couldn't really yes. look like anywhere else Because my um, answer to the question would always be, I'm straight, but I don't like guys. Sure. Which makes no sense. But I was trying to, like, how can I give a default answer, but then nullify it at the same time? And then eventually someone was like, maybe you're asexual or something. And then I Googled it and I was like, "Hmm, that actually sounds. (laughs) I'm straight, but I
1: don't like guys. That is like, that's like uh, that bit in Friends when it's like, okay, one more time heads I win, tails you lose. And it just takes you a second to be like, Wait a second. (laughs) That doesn't make any sense at all. (laughs) Wait. Whoa. Hold on. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That
2: was my... But then even when I, you know, I was Googling it and all the representation was, you know, people posting things on the internet and on Mm. YouTube and stuff. And Mm. it was very much the same demographic. It was kind of like pink haired, white American teenagers. Sure, yeah. And I was like, if the whole orientation looks like this, then that's weird. Yeah, 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 yeah. That can't be... Everyone, I mean, I'm like, even I don't relate to this because everyone's white. Why would this whole community be yeah, white? Yeah, yeah. And consequently, people are like, well, we know what asexual people are like and they don't look like you, so it can't be you. And Yeah, so yeah. The, rep- the lack of... Diversity and the way people understood Mm. asexuality or imagined it was Mm. pretty much one of the reasons why I wasn't able to come out for so long, even though people kept kept asking me to come out. And I'm like, I literally can't because you won't accept the answer. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Come on, it's okay, come out, come out. You're like, no, because if I say it, you're going to tell me I'm wrong. Literally, (laughs) it's
2: like, explain it to me. Like, What is your sexual orientation? I'm asexual. No, you're not. No,
1: no, you're not. Come on, you're so pretty. Come
2: on. (laughs) And back then, they even didn't even think I was pretty, so it wasn't even that they were just like, not, no, not you.
1: Those no. bitches. And
2: I was like, so, but you just asked me to, yeah, to, yeah, yeah, to, yeah. I was like, okay. Stop
1: encouraging me to say <laughs> to like say what you want to hear, but like I'm not going to give you the answer that that you want. Um, I think like there is obviously there's, I think social media is is a brilliant thing. Um, obviously there's there's a lot out there that's incredibly toxic, but I do think that things like when you're when growing up in sort of in the noughties where there was Facebook, but, Mm -hmm. like, there was no real, like, platform where you could literally type in a word and find a plethora of people Mm -hmm. who maybe think along the same lines or have an account based around that. And so growing up feeling, like, very alone in stuff like this i do think it is brilliant that these days there is you can reach a far wider community of people and uh-huh. find people who think like you and like look like you uh-huh. who um can have a similar you can have a conversation with and you know, i just think it's great And i think what you're doing is really brilliant
2: thank you like, i right kind of boom, 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 boom. i had to fill the void myself because no one else was yeah, yeah. Do it.
1: just saw a big old gap and you were like you think i'm gonna be home in 10 years watch this space oops i'm just gonna fill it right up um, so we talked a lot about a lot of different things, but I want to know, uh, the things, the things about you as a person, just like, regardless of anything, but you, your soul, what are the things about you that you really love and cherish?
2: Um, I think I'm pretty resilient or, or, or apathetic. I don't know which one it is. Nice. Whereas like, like sometimes my friends are like, how have you not had therapy before? I'm like, I'm just not that bothered about stuff. I don't even know Why? <laughs> It's like, because, you know, in in the work that I do, like, sometimes you'll just get thousands and thousands and thousands of people just screaming horrible stuff at me, and I'm just kind of like, well, still better than secondary school, so mm. it's not like, I don't know, things don't really affect me that much, and I'm very much just, like, focused on my own goals and just competing with myself, which I think is still that complex from before, mm. but it means that I'm pretty good at just, like, tuning other stuff out, so I think that's quite good, and also... I'm not really afraid to not fit into things or to. I've never have been. Even as like a little mm. kid, I was always like I was like a little black
1: punk kid.
2: Super so cool <laughs> with extreme Green Day fixation, and I had Green Day on my walls. <laughs> like, oh my
1: god! I know. I'm thinking Fallout Boy. Fuck. What is? What's the Green what's... American Idiot? Yeah.
2: I wanna be an American idiot. I was yeah. obsessed with them. I did my year six school project on them. <laughs>
1: Is oh no, I'm thinking of oh, and yeah, yeah. And Boulevard and of Broken, broken, dreams, broken Jesus, dreams, Jesus of Suburbia.
2: Yeah, they, sick. Very you,
1: did, you did a project on it that's so funny. I would love it if the project had been on like <laughs> the River Black or do you were just like no. <laughs> <laughs> they said just pig, and I was really. I remember because the word Green Day it
2: means spending a day smoking weed, and I said sick. that in the presentation. <laughs> And they were like, mm. no. I was like, green that means when you spend a day smoking marijuana. And the teacher was like, I, was like I don't even know what marijuana is. I'm just reading.
1: Marijuana. <laughs>
2: so, yeah, I was that kid. Like, I had absolutely no. so fucking sick. I was very much like, these things do not make me popular. Yeah, that was what yeah, I was yeah. getting bullied for before was being the black kid that just listened to a lot of rock music. And even in secondary school, I was like, I could make myself more likable. Like mm. I could just, you know, pretend I liked boys mm. and I could dress mm. differently. But mm. I was like, why well, don't want to appeal to people that I don't like. Oh my God, it's so brilliant.
1: So- this is so brilliant that you say this because I was the exact opposite <laughs> of being like, if I sell my soul and pretend to be that. I'll be fine. And that's why I didn't have a sense of self for a very long time. (laughs) But, like, having that reaction is so, so brilliant. I don't know where it came
2: from. Like, I don't know why. I I think I just internalized too much of the Disney Channel be yourself thing and just took it really seriously.
1: Like, Like, for better or worse, I will be myself. Lizzie McGuire. Yeah. Was she herself? I don't know. I
2: don't know. She was a cartoon half the time. I don't know what was going on we with her. We know. It's confusing.
1: <laughs> um, so we have a portion of the podcast we like to call Thank You Letters where we ask you to express gratitude for a person, mm-hmm. a place, or a thing, or one of all three, or just mm-hmm. one or two, but something, somewhere, someone for which you are grateful. Um, Probably
2: my mom because she just let me be as weird as I nice. wanted yeah. to be so good let me dress how I wanted like never really cared like about me being asexual like I didn't even really have to come out to her I was just like hey you know that uh you know all this stuff I don't do she's like yeah it's like you know there's a word for that apparently say sexual and she's like oh cool awesome anyway let's watch Coronation Street like it really wasn't like a big deal and so I was always kind of yeah at home I was always very comfortable and I was able to just kind of be who i am and pursue what i wanted to do like my mom wasn't like use your master's degree i was like i'm gonna go be an activist
1: it's like go have fun yeah 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 bon voyage have fun i love that that's so cool oh Oh, god that's just a lovely that's just a really (laughs) lovely way to end um is there anything that you are doing or anything that you're coming up that you can talk about
2: yeah, as of tomorrow, there's a new season of Sex Education <gasps> coming out that I actually wrote a storyline and a character for. So, oh, shut up. and as by the time this comes out, like I, I will be technically allowed to say that. So, totally tune in. To that is
1: so cool. Oh more. my god, you heard it here fast. What? <laughs> We're getting in the inside scoop. <laughs> Gonna win a goddamn Pulitzer. <laughs> Yeah, totally check that out. It's That's gonna be a good incredible. one. All right, I'm gonna link everything down below. But thank you so much for coming here today. Thank you so. And uh, Mickey actually hasn't. Mickey hasn't been part of the gang today, unfortunately, Is guys. Still in here? I don't, I don't know. Mickey could be anywhere. <laughs> His shadow. He's. Just, he, I don't, I'm sure he like really exists. I'm not really sure what's going on with him. Um. But thank you so much for coming today. Thank you for being so open. Thank you for talking to me. We really, really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Woo! <laughs>